0: episode today um we have uh, a great topic of um Movember or um, men, men's mental health today we have an awesome guest um Brad Tucker um and I'll kind of let you introduce
1: yourself Brad yeah Brad <laughs> Bradley. sweet
2: well thanks for having me on team <laughs> pleasure to be here um long story short I'm a Kiwi rugby player playing here in America for the Seattle team the Seawolves and um we train down here and have had the pleasure of working with Cam and Jess. Um, so stoked to be on the show. We'll see how we go.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Weights, Wine and Wisdom. Yeah, where we drink coffee, smoothies, and water.
0: <laughs> but, well, cool. So we're excited to have you. We wanted you in here today because you were kind of an advocate for the Seattle Seawolves taking on the Movember charity. Um, and so, can you tell like the listeners like what Movember is and what what's the yeah. part
2: of it? Yeah. So pretty much Movember is uh, men's health. Awareness Month, mm. so uh, obviously it co- covers a lot of things uh, just to do with general me- general health but also mental health, so at the Seawolves this year we're getting stuck in right behind the mental health side of it, yeah. um, especially while sort of trying to break down the stigma of men being afraid of speaking about their mental health and not seeking help when they need it um and then also from an athlete point of thing it's sort of another area where you know you're kind of just expected to not have mental health issues because i guess you're in the eye of people all the time but in reality it's it's almost the other way because you have the huge highs and the huge lows so Mm um for me it's something that you know is quite important, so just trying to raise the awareness and help people that, that need the help the most.
0: Yeah, awesome. That's cool. Um, who kind of, like, encouraged you to, like, maybe role models in your life, like maybe your dad or someone, like, who kind of encouraged you to kind of be open about your mental health or did you do, discover that on your own? Or Because a lot of times I feel like men, you know, boys don't cry, like suck it up, don't throw like a girl and all this stuff. It's, like, very demeaning. So maybe who was your... Role model in that kind of sense to open up your mental health.
2: Um, I think for me it was actually a school counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was involved in the cricket team, and uh, I sort of I got a really big injury when I was at school and missed a lot of time playing sport. And you know, as someone that was striving to be an athlete, that hit me really hard. And mm-hmm. I kind of sort of found myself going down a path that I didn't want to be on. Um, How old are you? Seventeen. Okay. So. You know, I'd sort of gone from everything going how I wanted my whole sort of sports career, um, not blowing my own pipe but whatever sport I was kind of into would, would go well and I was blessed to be a good athlete at a young age and then when I got an injury, I guess all of that went away real quick and you sort of lose your identity and you don't really know where you're going. and. You know i was the oldest boy in our family and i guess you know obviously that leads to then a lot of strains at home and Mm -hmm. um you know i was butting heads with mum and dad a lot and you know they were you know looking after two younger boys as well that were all on the same path going and wanting to be athletes so i think for me that that was the time and i I did have a you know a tough a tough six months and just trying to well how do I get back on track kind of thing. So dealing with the, the school council, was awesome. And then, you know, we started learning. And once I got into the system at New Zealand Rugby, it was a few years down the track, but I'd sort of, you know, got myself focused and had some goals going forwards again. And then once you get in the system there with New Zealand Rugby, the the RPA there really looks after you. And there's just not, there's a lot of resources that are there to help you. And if yeah. you need to, again, I, I didn't talk to a psychologist from the time that I left school through to my second year of professional rugby and then it was then that I started understanding well not only the effects that it can have in your everyday life but you know getting on top of your mental health can really help with your performance yeah and I think it was that realization to me that made it more important as an athlete well obviously selfishly because i knew if i was better with my mental health then i'm going to play and perform far better as well so Mm -hmm. for me it took until then to really understand how important it was on the field not just off the field because obviously when you're young yeah it's just getting stuff around you sorted but then as i grew up and matured it was figuring out like okay this has a big effect on everything you do and you know i think you just don't understand that until you get that point of realization. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just something that, you know, I implore people to explore and learn more about themselves and be more open. And it can just be going to a psychologist or a, or someone you trust to talk to about it and just, yeah. you know, dive into little issues that you'd never talked to about with people before. Well, so
1: taking that first step is always a little scary too, especially oh. like, like as a female <laughs> – it's a little bit less taboo for us to be like, hey, we got stuff going on. But I can only imagine like being a male, and like, I really feel like we've talked about this, Cam, and I've talked about this before. But like in the last like five ten years, the stigma has kind of started going away. Like it's more okay for males to come out and talk about what's going on and it, emotionally, showing yeah, showing emotions and being vulnerable. And believe it or not, women want that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: like if we're gonna like speak on like relationships stuff too, like yeah. because like if you're doing good. Like, the relationship that you're in is going to be better as well, if you're able to communicate.
2: Oh, for sure. I think that, I mean, in any relationship, being able to express yourself and, um, you know, one being good and also understanding each other and when someone's not going so well and being able to say, like, hey, are you going all right? Yeah. Um, Especially, I look at the current relationship for myself and it's it's the same, you know, like, you – if you're open about it, you can tell when someone's not a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. you can really help them out without them just having to sit there and not be happy all day yeah, by, or, by themselves. Yeah. Bad
0: themselves. Right? It's a lean and push. It's like when yeah. one pulls away, you have to lean in. And vice yeah. Versa.
1: Yeah. Okay. It, I think it's interesting how you mentioned like when you're doing good, like psychologically, like your gameplay is way better. Because I 100% believe in that.
2: Yeah. No. I, I think that was the biggest thing. I once I sort of came back from injury. For for years, I was a real up and down. Like I was never the player that would be like a seven out of ten every week. I would be like a ten out of ten or like a four out of ten. And for me, you know, that gets you like going awesome one week and then the next week you can get dropped because you've had a bad game. Mm -hmm. So it was for me trying to find that like medium ground where my bad game was still better than a really than an average game. So uh, and that for me came down to. Well, the biggest tool that i use is uh visualization so yeah. something i do before every game is i walk around the field um and sit down on the field and just visualize my job like from a team point of view and then visualize like what i want to do on top of that in the game yeah. so
1: and you like can see it
2: yeah i can see it like um, you
1: can shut your eyes and like see it yeah because like when <laughs> i shut my eyes i see like Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes a lot of practice. And I only say I that because I'm, darkness. Why well, I say that only because I'm more of like a feeler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, let's. If I was like, because my, we're all athletes here. Mm-hmm. I'm just on different levels at this point in our lives. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I would be like very much feel like before a game, like how am I going to present myself or like what's my goals feeling. So it's interesting to hear that you're like, I visualize. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting because like I just I have a hard time. I can see like colors and stuff, but not like. Things. yeah um,
2: I think sometimes like don't get me wrong some days it doesn't happen as easily, yeah. and then that's when i'll I'll walk around and so you sort of feel it and visualize it as well
1: yeah
2: and it's just I just make sure to break down little key things and then you know I don't get me wrong, I wish I could do it perfectly all the time because <laughs> then when something went wrong off the field, I could visualize and be fine straight <laughs> yeah. away but um fixes everything. yeah it's n no, it's not all uh it's not all easy, but that's definitely my sort of one that I fall back on the most. Yeah, um, is that visualization? I guess it's just a form of meditation yeah. as well, and mm-hmm. you know, not something I'm an expert in at all. me
1: now I what? I'm backing up to like you are a rugby player and you're a professional rugby player. How did you like find rugby?
2: Um, they, like,
1: you're from New Zealand, so is that, like, the national sport? I mean, like...
2: Yeah, like, yeah. So, long story short, <laughs> um, rugby's nas- the national sport in New Zealand, yeah. so we, ever since I can remember you, would be at the park playing okay. with playing mm-hmm. catch with Dad. Yeah. But it wasn't with a mitt in a baseball. It was yeah, with, a, like
1: with, it was with a rugby
2: and ball, and, and, you know, we started playing when we were four, and one thing New Zealand has is really well-organized, accessible... Uh, club sport yeah. from a young level so we started playing sport at four years old and then you're in an organised team, you know I played in the same team from four to thirteen oh, wow. uh, all the same guys so yeah. you're, you're immediately building like really strong team connections yeah. from a young age and like all of those guys I'm still really close with. That's really cool so it's pretty awesome and then you go to your high schools and then you become rivals or you play together through high school so i have one mate that we've played literally from four years old till 18 and then we when we left school you go into club sport again yeah um we played against each other finally then so (laughs) it's pretty cool but yeah rugby rugby all the way in new zealand yeah i Um,
1: mean i'll be honest i (laughs) i knew about rugby until this last year i knew it And I had never like I know Cam played rugby, and right. I was like, "What is this sport?" And it wasn't until you guys started training here at, at or training at Vigor where I was like, "Hmm, interesting." And then we got an opportunity to go to a game. I, my sister and I went. Awesome. And within the first three minutes, I was like, "This is way better than football."
2: <laughs> there's a little bit more <laughs> going <It's highly> on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was like all of a sudden it was like clash of the Titans. It was like, <clears throat> and I was like, "Holy shit! There's no pads or nothing. <laughs> this is sketchy." But it was really Not fun. fun. Just to make yeah, it hard to protect your
2: teeth. I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's yeah, crazy. it's what basic. It? It's, it's good though, because it means some a you can just pick up a ball and start playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, people are getting
0: concussions all the time. I'm lucky I didn't. I told my dad I was like, Dad, I think we're we'll gonna play rugby again. He said, No. I
1: was like, Oh, fuck. Okay. And yeah, why
2: not? now nah, we're good because we. Well, the other <laughs> <do> thing <it. laughs> in rugby is like you are taught to tackle properly from yeah. a young age and stressed about so. There's not the leading with the head and stuff, so it is definitely better for.
1: Yeah, I definitely. If you've never watched rugby or if you're just finding out about it for the first time, Google that shit. Google oh it. Yeah, and the Sea have been doing very well since they started. What, like three years ago?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So out of <laughs> still
1: defensive. <laughs>
2: two two completed years and the teams uh, managed to win both so that's a good start
1: yeah so look that up peeps (laughs) Um,
0: you mentioned so like just how you played with the same guys for all you know growing up and stuff Um, and I really think that's part of the culture is like you guys even after the Seawolves games you bring in your opponent and you guys like have beers like it's just so much fun and, and then you also mentioned today how, like, you've been gone for a couple months, like, playing rugby um, in Bermuda, which is awesome. And then, like, you're used to having just this team around you all the time, which I think is great for mental health. I think everyone should be on a team at some point in their life yeah. and how they work and formulate and leadership and all these great things that come from being on a team. But then you said, like, the season ends and, like, you're not surrounded by these 40 guys anymore um as you're like your best friend so like how is how do you process through that
2: yeah i think it's definitely something you don't think about until it's there Mm -hmm. so you know i just touched on earlier um before we got on like i had a you know a big one for me someone reached out and flicked me a message and was literally just like hey mate like it was awesome to meet you playing for this team Mm -hmm. yada 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 um and it only takes little things like that from your mates or teammates and then you're like, oh well they are still there if I just pick up my phone. Um, And I think that's what you need to remember because it's definitely a thing, season finishes and then all of a sudden everyone's gone and you're so used to being surrounded by that group environment and having people to talk to that it's a big thing and it's stupid but you just need to remember that that everyone's only a phone call or a text away. Yeah,
1: it's it's a lot easier Said than done.
2: Sometimes for sure, but the yeah. thing is that like, you can't just sit there and wait for people to text yeah, you, have, you. You. You, yeah, to like you. Yeah, like if you, yeah, take take some initiative and your mates are gonna reply. Like that's just how it works. I mean, if they don't, they suck. Yeah,
0: or they're just having a moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut, cut, cancelled. Um, I guess another question is like, do. You do you specifically like talk to your teammates or your guy friends about like your emotions and like your mental state? Like how how do those conversations go? Because I think being in a female and female world, like that's normal for us. Yeah, like, mm, talking about yeah. our emotions, like I feel like guys do that. And I'm just wondering, like how in depth? Like do you feel like you have those in depth relationships with your friends um, of like getting that emotional stimulation, or is it still kind of surface level? Or how do you kind of break that barrier?
2: Um, I think with some. Teammates and some guys, it is definitely still, you know, some guys, it's the right time to, to, to tap someone on the shoulder. And even I'm the same, like, you know, I'm pretty loud and, and, and chatty all the time. So, for me, um, you know, if I'm not so happy, it's pretty obvious. You show no, your emotions? Yeah. yeah, like.
1: Yeah. Uh, that means the it. three of us are really yeah. bad. Like are we all Gemini's? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when's your birthday?
2: Uh, September.
1: Oh, he's a What day, though? 10. Oh, he's a very
2: good. But so I'm, I uh, it's pretty <laughs> obvious, but normally for me to not be happy, it's like the team has to be going poorly. So, oh, okay. you know, if the team's going bad, then like I'm kind of dark about that, but deep and inside, I'm still probably fine. Yeah. So, you know, up, and I'm happy. Someone would just say like, you good. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're not okay, then that's obviously when you say nah. But, yeah. you know, for other guys, it's, yeah, you've got to sort of, make sure you're just walking past your mate and like "Hey, you going like everything all good at home it's just those little things like that especially it does get easier when you play on a team with guys and you're good mates with them but you know I think it is important for ourselves as men to you know I guess pay more attention to our mates as well and and get those telltale signs because sometimes you could be giving your mate a hard time when he really doesn't need it and I'm also the kind of guy that dishes out the shit right. so mm-hmm. for me it's like reading those moments and emotions and you know, don't climb on someone's back when there's other stuff going on and yeah. that's the biggest thing to be aware of because yeah. you know when people are on my back and I'm not going so well that's like when you snap and just like you know yeah, you just right bed dick
1: i'm pretty sure we've had those moments with each other oh well, yeah yeah right. it's huge but and
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it is it's hard to know because you you spend all the time with people and you know if you spend all the time with someone they're almost become like free you can just give them shit when you shit. want but yeah. if you don't the first thing that happens when you turn up to work at seven in the morning is you're just getting <laughs> getting given yeah. shit uh-huh. and you're in a bad mood and everyone doesn't <laughs> know you. so yeah i mean it's just it's reading your cues and understanding your mates and their body languages and everything and i think that is something that you know it will still take time Yeah. Um, but it's something we can all be aware of at least because you can tell a lot about how someone's going by how they're holding themselves or you know how they're scuffling around looking at the ground today and they don't normally do that then it's like well okay something's not right
0: yeah you never know what like goes behind closed doors goes on behind closed doors but you can always
1: Try to find out. Like, yeah, there are little. Leaks. Emotionally aware? Yeah. yeah, as it builds up.
2: Oh, it for sure. Absolutely. And then you know, if if you know that that's the case, it's just at your next opportunity. Like, how's it all going? Are you all good? Like, yeah. Do you want?
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I saw like on Instagram you post like your face.
2: How good's my nose looking, by the way? <laughs> um,
1: just as crooked as broken. ever. Broken.
2: So so bad. How many bad.
1: times
2: have you broken your
1: nose? Oh, I don't know. Oh, we lost count. You've lost. I've done once. i uh, lost. you lost bro- count though. You've broken your nose? Oh, yeah. Elbow to the face. 14. Lots. Basketball court. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I was a little too close on the If <laughs> She, like, threw her elbow and I was like... Just bang. And I was like... Wah! It was just automatically Like, you just know. Oh, it just waterworks. You yep, can't even everything. help it. Thank God I broke my nose once, but it just ended up being a scratch. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, but leading back to that. So, you posted... Clean shave face first, not clean shave face, and then I noticed like some other rugby place. Like they took your face and they posted. What was that about?
2: So that's um the league's been awesome this year in getting behind um the mental health side of things. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's a that's what my Movember is about. Is is driving men's mental health awareness, and the league's got in behind it, and the other teams are now in behind it as well so effectively each team has a Movember fundraiser page and by growing a mustache. by growing a mustache just a yeah. mustache just a mustache yeah so mine's not going so a well at the moment your i've got these real um douchebag sideburns too but
1: <laughs> i'm trying to decide Check out his IG if you want to say i'm trying to decide I wasn't gonna say
2: it, but i'm trying do to do decide that. what sure. i'm doing with my sideburns you just let just
1: like <laughs> maybe well i was going to
2: like try to link <laughs> them to my mustache oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Or is it the chin strap yeah.
2: Himself? Well, one of the boys, one of the boys at um Atlanta, he's got the whole chin strap That's round to his so moustache. Yeah, it's pretty dirty, and but I he loves it.
1: The chin
2: open. Yeah, chin open. <laughs> yeah, it's a good look. But um, I've got a lot going on. You've got the mullet and the sideburns and no. the moustache. So it's really working for it's, yeah, it. chucking now, it out there. Now
1: you just need to not wear athletic clothes and put like a flannel on some jeans.
2: Yeah, just get back in my yeah, farm yeah. gear. You I'm know.
1: Gonna... Oh, were you raised on a farm?
2: No, but my grandparents are oh, farmers. Okay,
1: I was like, what? New Ze- so, New Zealand. I want to go there one day. I've heard good things about it.
2: It's a good place. It should definitely be on everyone's bucket list. Maybe. Ahead of Australia, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, nothing's going to eat you in New Zealand. Everything, <laughs> wants, to really? Everything wants to kill you in Australia. Really? Everything wants to kill you. Like, what? are like
1: this big in Australia? Well, what do you have in New Zealand? That's Nothing. scary. Bigfoot? <laughs> Nothing. I'm pretty sure I watched a paranormal show one time. In, in yeah in I don't New think Zealand. it would have been in New Zealand and it was like yeah it was it was it was like There's, some big prehistoric burn
2: oh we had a moa yeah,
1: yeah yeah
2: we um I don't <laughs> know how <laughs> you para- laugh but he that died it. out a long time ago though so <laughs> not
0: paranormal that's story <laughs> but now we have
2: uh yeah we have uh native flightless birds yeah um they're not very dangerous so okay. so
1: there's no like big bugs or anything
2: that you know, they don't um, um that? no yeah you can pretty much eat everything and nothing can eat you so it's a pretty good place uh, to live uh, okay that yeah good. that's not bad um, i mean there's an odd shark but like in shark oh, yeah, season, sharks. and no. you don't want to really get in the water there because it's cold anyway. So, yeah. but you know what's really cool? about We have New lakes Zealand? and rivers, so you just go to. I like you know. Yeah. not Well,
1: one Lord of the Rings showcased New Zealand in such a way that I have to go there. Is it pretty true to film?
2: Yeah. Landscape. I used to. I was a beer delivery driver for a bit part time, and I used to drop the beers off to Hobbiton. Yeah. Where like the actual set oh is. My God. For ages and it I honestly, wish you guys could see my face? It's uh it looks exactly the same as it does in the movie. You can go to the Green Dragon and like the the bar that the hobbits drink at oh, and shit. you can get beers there. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I'm like, "Oh, fangirl
2: And there's like no actual hobbit hut uh houses and stuff built can into the mountainside. I don't know. No, they're real low. Yeah, well. Yeah. But <laughs> you can walk Dana. through them. Maybe I can. Maybe see. you can stay in them. I don't know. They're
1: for like five foot five and under yeah definitely sweet I that think Hobbit's are
2: like five foot and under <laughs> that's so cool
1: what did you say yesterday
2: that was
0: what he's like I went to americantall.com and there's nothing I could wear and I was like
1: it's for tall it's for six I wasn't looking for me but I kind of was that's like I, I had nothing for me <laughs> 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 okay so would you say that you are, if you were to go around the world, you'd be recognized as, like, an international star of rugby?
2: No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> nah, nah.
1: A celebrity. If we have a celebrity. Well, I'm just wondering. Like, I don't really understand. Like, rugby, the world of rugby is new to me. So, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how it works. Um, there's different leagues. Like, there's, a, there's now yeah. a U.S. league. Yeah. But what are the other, like, main leagues? Uh,
2: you have the British competition. Uh, premiership That's really big Yeah uh, All of the strong European players Playing that In the top 14 Yeah And then you have Super Rugby down south And then you have The Japan League So they're that's the biggest League. They're the biggest ones um, But predominantly The most well known Rugby players Are Internationals So they play On the world stage so. yeah. um The New Zealand team Is called the All Blacks And they're one of the most Famous teams in the world so. Yeah they're pretty much probably the biggest brand in rugby. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely the biggest brand in rugby. Oh. That, so, would you ever play for them? Uh, no, nah, no chance. No? <laughs>
0: Why not? Just like you don't want to? Or that oh, I would ability, love to, but
2: oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a wee way off. So, um,
1: so my question hopefully one of my heard
2: brothers, heard? brothers
1: can. Yeah. How, or how much younger are your brothers?
2: Uh, James is 26 and Will is 23 nearly. Yeah. And how old are you? 28. Is there a lifespan when it comes to playing professional rugby? Yeah, I guess it's. Um, depends how many miles are on your legs. So yeah. I, I had that injury and then I had multiple injuries after that. So I like to sort of maintain the approach that I've got less miles on the legs. Yeah. I've got stuff back to where it needs to be. So I would love to play for, honestly, another 10 years, but yeah. we'll see. You don't know. And I don't know how my body's going to handle sure. it. But yeah. it's a contact sport and injuries are a part of contact sports so yeah. you just have to look after your body and keep putting in the right stuff yeah and they we'll see how we go but yeah definitely sort of mid-30s is a good good target
1: yeah so i asked the international fame question on purpose because i wanted to see like how are you using your platform yeah your platform to bring more me- like mental mental health awareness out there like yes you're using instagram and now the league's picked up on it Do you think so let's just start with that question
2: yeah (laughs) i guess (laughs) i'm i'm i've never been like huge on social and for me to even like do a post of my own face was like a real big deal yeah um i'd be lying if i didn't say i was like real anxious about posting the first post like i was like I don't want to post this. Like. Because
1: it was like your face. This is your face. Yeah, yeah, like I was just posting a face, selfie of myself. Yeah, like well, I was it's just not like you're a female and you wear makeup and stuff like that either. Because you know females. Wear I don't makeup. think you can relate to that. Nah, but
2: yes. it's all all natural freckles. No, no <laughs> filter.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Painted on his mustache. <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, like I wanted to drive it and I wanted to drive it for our team to do, and I sort of was like, well. I need a post if I want the other guys to get around this and yeah. get involved and and push it because we all have slightly different reasons but we are all mental health and there is just so much you know from all of especially as foreigners all of our countries going back uh, America as well like it's just the statistics are just not good enough mm-hmm. um, in, in the modern era that it is and the amount of male suicides and especially young male suicides so look I don't have the world's i don't have a massive social following but my thing was like well if i just get my stuff out and my friends jump on then Mm -hmm. all of our social followings together is hopefully going to help you know i mean my thing is like if i if one person reaches out to me for a conversation and it stops them from going down a path they don't want to be on then that's a A huge win a a win
1: yeah and like your post led to our interest in having you on here too yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, like, you're putting yourself out there. That's huge. That's a huge win. That's like, imagine you just like being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and be like, this is my face. Also, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's cool.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then, and that was it. Like when, I, when I actually finally posted, I was just like, well, that was really not hard. Like, why did, why was right, that such right, a big deal? Right. I was it's like, like well, who
1: cares? It's for a better cause. Like, you're putting yourself out there and no one wants to get trolled.
2: No, and I guess as a troll, like...
1: (laughs) 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 Like, a troll getting trolled. As a troll, troll
2: I was was just waiting, you know, I was just waiting to get trolled. Yeah, 100%. And even,
0: I'm sure some guys did, I'm like,
2: check out that nose. Oh, no, there's (laughs) definitely a lot of nose comments on my recent post, so... But, I mean, I outlined it myself. I was like, didn't... It's fine. I was like, It's right
1: angle, so it doesn't
2: look as... Oh, there's no (laughs) angle that helps (laughs) us, (laughs) Faith.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad that... The you know, the leagues picked it up. Also, we're living in a like a pan during a pandemic yeah. right now where a lot of people have, were have been alone. Yeah. Like when we went to shutdown. Like how was that for you?
2: There was uh I guess that was probably the big thing with the old having all your mates around and then having nothing. hmm Um well not having nothing, but you just you do lose that energy of of that and then it was also hard waking up with nothing to do right. like yeah it's Your only cut, it's only so it's fun like, for like two days oh I know right and then you're like okay I mean <laughs> like, I'm bored I can't even go to the gym like what am I yeah, doing that's here that's when I started drinking a lot yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we were
1: He's like oh. I mean well you <laughs> have roommates you have roommate, roommates yeah right? thankfully
2: we had roommates but those guys all everyone went home so I live in the house and nearly everyone in my house is a foreigner so everyone went home and then all of a sudden you know there was a few of us left Mm-hmm. Um, girlfriend, and then Ben and his girlfriend. So mm-hmm. it was good. Like, obviously, it was really nice having four of us there, but yeah. um, you can only think about you know, it must have been very interesting for people that were sort of st- all of a sudden stuck in lockdown by themselves. Oh, and that was me. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but I mean, we were fortunate to we have like Zoom calls and mm-hmm. coming here to train at least once a week on a Saturday. But it was weird. Yeah. But it, I'm social. Yeah, I know. It's
2: very hard. I'm, I, I can, I'm pretty competent. Like I'm pretty happy being alone. Like I don't mind time just to like zone out and do my own thing. But you definitely, yeah, having someone to at least talk to is very nice.
1: Interesting thought popped into my head regarding like playing rugby. It's a high contact sport, high injury, pain. And I'm guessing you have probably used some sort of pain medication to help you through the pain, right? Yeah. Do you think that, like, there could be a high level of, like, abuse on those pains? Like, the pain medication to where it could mess with your mental health?
2: Uh, I think...
1: Because you might become, like, so reliant on it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I (laughs) think
2: in... um in any high-level sport or anything where you're putting a your body under a lot of stress, mm-hmm. there's always a risk of that, especially when you're thinking of, you know, athletes are people normally with really addictive personalities. Like yeah. you get addicted to being the best or yeah. training the Very hardest obsessive. or any of that. Yeah, yeah, and if you have an injury and taking something can make it not hurt, then mm-hmm. I think definitely there is, there is that in sports. There's no way around that. I wouldn't say rugby would be anywhere near – one of the worst sports down that facet but i think
1: american football uh, Mm
2: -hmm. look uh, probably
1: yeah well just i i've known people in the league and their bodies just hurt all.
2: yeah i think if you're constantly getting bashed Mm -hmm. you're always going to look for something that's going to make the bashing not hurt so um you know i think thankfully in the past that was the way of sports and Mm -hmm. especially male sports i mean it doesn't a rocket scientist to watch an old movie and look at the abuse of anything that's making mm-hmm. you get through a game and mm-hmm. like uh-huh. you know when sport professional sport first came out like people wouldn't get paid unless they played the game like so you'd do, take what it took or do what it took to play yeah. thankfully now player welfare and nearly every sports league is at the forefront so yeah. you're not allowed on the field if something's not right yeah. you know like Good. And it's your choice, and you're still going to get paid. So, yeah. thankfully, sports is going down that thing because that can be a huge uh, strain mentally as well. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I know that firsthand. Like, you have a little niggle, but you can probably play. So, like, yeah. I'm always someone that if I can play, I'll play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, that can weigh on you a lot because if you know you're not going to be at your best, like, do you really want to play? Because then mm. you're not going to play well are you going to help with you know it's all sorts so definitely but i think it's it's getting a lot better yeah. and i think especially with the new products and stuff coming through i think cbd's becoming a massive part in, in all sports and recovery and yeah. i think it as really some, is helpful as someone that never it's it's still illegal in new zealand as someone that never used product like that until i moved here mm-hmm. um you know i can't say enough how much it's got you off over the table uh anti-inflammatories for mm-hmm. example and now you know it's cbd cream and maybe a cbd edible and it just then the pain reduction and the stress reduction is huge yeah
0: and the side effects are limited
2: no there's than, like, there's, there's, there's no paper. there's none from mm-hmm. cbd you know like oh well we had some candy like that's really uh, and then the, the creams is none at all yeah. rather than having to you know as you said like anything any anti-inflammatory one you have to have food in your stomach or it chews out your stomach and two yeah your kidneys and livers and everything have to process those stuff that you're putting in so you know i think the more that sport starts to encourage these more natural products the better so yeah yeah
0: that's cool um so sports aside what do you kind of do personally for your mental health that's not like getting you game ready or getting you focused like what do you do
2: um I kind of I have two things um, they're a bit stupid but more well, they're not really no, One's not don't No, they're not stupid they but might,
1: they might be no I'm skipping No <laughs> they might be a little bit. Okay,
2: but one's one for me's uh, is is always training or the gym. So yeah. I know that that's still sports orientated but like mm-hmm. no matter what you do, I think uh, The Rock actually I've heard him say this in his thing his place is the gym if anything's wrong he goes to the gym and you personally and i just take this from him and i have the same mindset of it is the gym's always the same like you go in there and it's just like you verse the weights mm-hmm. you can get out your bad stuff or you can get in the good stuff that you need and no matter what it's never going to change yeah. so that's always a nice place for me to just go and have a think and put in some music and lift some weights or jump on a bike or do whatever i need to do the other one for me is i like to like I kind of call it take time out of the real world every now and what, well, not every now and again, like for an hour or so a day and I always play some video games and mm-hmm. just like, for me, it's a stimulation of competition. So even if I'm playing online or I, I do a lot of car racing, so it's just getting in there and it's like still highly stressful because mm-hmm. it's like one mistake in a car race and you've lost, yeah. but obviously you're not going to die from crashing. <laughs> so it's nice, but, <laughs> but, um, it's getting in there and just, like once I'm in that competitive mindset, then I don't sort of, my issues go away or things go away. Mm -hmm. And then I know after that, if things are still lingering on my mind, then it's just have a conversation with someone. Like it's really easy. If I've sat down and done a race on the sim and something's still bugging me, I need to have a conversation with someone about it or I need to get it off my chest. And then it's just, you know, sometimes it's ring home and just have a chat to family. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's go and talk to Ben, or sometimes it's talking to Alicia. Like it's just all sorts of things, or yeah. even talking to you two down at the gym. Like yeah. sometimes I think I sort of categorise things in my mind, and I know if I'm picking up my phone to ring someone, I need to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like with family, I know some days I just get in the car and the first thing I want to do is ring home. Mm-hmm. So obviously I just need to talk about stuff, yeah. no matter what it is. So. I'd, I just will try. If I feel the need to ring someone, I'll just keep ringing people until I get someone. Yeah. I, I don't even, even if I don't even like have a reason to talk to you, it, sometimes it's just hearing their voice or seeing what they're up to. Yeah. Especially for me with like family back home, I'll just go through them all until yeah. someone picks up. And they're like, are you in the car? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you only ring me when you're driving. I'm like, well, I do shit, you know? Like. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly but I think
2: that's that's the one for me I was thinking about it I've been trying to think about my approach to everything more and for me it's just like I subconsciously when I obviously need to talk to people I just ring people like Mm -hmm. I'll just ring and then if someone doesn't answer then I'll just ring someone else or and I'll just find someone to talk to even if it's not even to talk about anything but I think it's just talking in general and then if you you'll eventually go down a path t- to talk about what you need to talk about yeah. if, mm. you, if you're like that but the thing is for me if I don't ring people and if I just stay like to myself that's when I feel alone yeah. or that's when yeah so it's just ringing and not yeah. being like yeah obviously sometimes mum won't want to talk to you <laughs> but it's like oh whatever like hey go and we'll have a quick chat for five minutes and sometimes that's all you, all you need to do yeah. But it's just always like, all right. When you get for me, when I get in the car, I just put on Bluetooth. Whoever I talk to, bang, give them a call. Done. Yeah. And then, for me, that just tops up my mental health all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I don't even think about it. But when I think back and think about my processes, I think that's one right at the top of the list. It's yeah. like I just keep in touch with everyone that I want to mm-hmm. or that I need yeah. to, yeah. and. If I haven't talked to someone for a lot, a while, then it's making an effort to reach out to them and making sure that they're all good too. And I think doing that for other people also helps top up your own mental health. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, part of mental health is being aware of others, as I touched on earlier. So if you're constantly being aware for others, then you know that when you talk to them, you can share experiences and that helps top yourself back up.
1: Yeah, I believe. I'm a big believer in that. And being able to, like, hold the space for other people. Yeah. Yeah, and just finding a way to, like, sympathize or empathize. Like, "Hey, yeah, I've been there. Uh, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, it's really hard because, like, you never know. There's no perfect thing to say. The mm-hmm. hardest you thing about... How yeah, you, you, you don't know anything. So it's just, for me if someone does say that they're not like firing on all cylinders it's just like oh you know like if you want to do something we can do something like there's a million things you can do but you never know what's going to help them but personally for me it's just the stimulus of the conversation yeah so I'm like well at least if you can be there for someone in that extent yeah then they're going to get you know or reach out to you with what they need and then obviously it's on you to help them because I know like
1: Cam and I like we'll be talking if we feel a little off I'm always like if she starts telling me something I'm like well okay how do you want me to respond because I'm very much like I'm very much an older sister always yeah regardless of like who it is yeah it could be way older than me I'll still be in big sister mode but I have to be like okay well do you want like me to listen do you want advice do you want and then you know she'll let me know what's going on and I'll be like okay cool because now I know my approach yeah and what I need to do for her to help. like Exactly. and anything. Yeah. If you need to do Yeah, and if and that's, and that's
2: the thing. It's, yeah. it's learning, you know, the people that are in your space, it's understanding them well and, yeah. and contributing to their space in ways that you can. Yeah. And no response to anyone's ever going to be perfect, but at least if they know you care. Yeah. Well, like
1: the, the guy that I'm dating right now, like I told him, like he's, you know, a pro athlete and it's highly competitive for him. And I told him, like, sometimes I'm not going to have the right things to say, but yeah. I'll always, like, know that you're always supported. Mm-hmm. Even when you do really, really great on an event or you do really, really poorly on an event, like, yeah, I know you're frustrated because I've been I've been there too. Not on that level, but, like, I'll always do my best to, like, say something, but it might not be perfect. Yeah. So just communicating. Oh, 100%. Is, like, the big-
2: Absolutely. And and the last thing you want to, uh, well, personally, I never want to feel like I'm, telling someone else how to fix their experience because we haven't had the same life. Like regardless of us being in (laughs) regardless (laughs) of us being in the same situation and like you may know inside like, yeah, I I know how you feel. Like probably that's the last thing. The only thing you can say, I know, I know how you feel to some extent, but what I did to fix it's not going to be what you need to do to fix it. But bring up the conversation Talk about it and then help them move in the direction they need to move and not the direction you had to go in yeah. I think it's yeah it's so much just being aware
0: yeah it's supporting
1: the person how they want to fix it yeah exactly they want to go and it's simply it. it's a simple question too like so like pre-competition or pre-game when it comes to like being a significant other you can purely go okay so this is the first time we're going into this as a couple mm. or whatever how can I support you if you do, if you don't do how you're projected to do? Or when you're having these highs, right. how do you want to be supported? Have the conversation early. Yeah, just have it, yeah. Also, I feel like my, uh, I don't know about you guys, but the way my parents handled, like, wins like wins and losses as a young athlete helped me approach things differently as an adult. I don't, does that make sense? No, like okay, so like I I played basketball and I lost no. a lot of games, like the That's hands right. down. I I was always on losing teams. <laughs> it's it's the truth. Um, not a gifted athlete, but I had to work freaking hard for it. Um, but like when we lost a game, my stepdad wouldn't be like, "Well, this is what you did wrong," and blah blah blah. He would just like let us chill. And then he'd be like, I "Want to talk about it?" And then when it was when we were ready, we could talk about it. So I think that that could be the same approach with mental health on a sports level.
2: Sure. Yeah, I think. I mean, <laughs> well, I think everyone's, not a, my experience. No, everyone's yeah. approach is <laughs> like definitely how you were conditioned when you were young is yeah obviously going to have an influence yeah. on how you. I would say respond that was a positive things.
1: situation. Like even though losing sucks, yeah, and it's not fun. It, I think his response to all of that help teach me that it's okay to, like, give yourself time to process and not, like, jump on somebody if they didn't have the best game.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: We as athletes are already doing that. Yeah. We're already ripping ourselves apart.
2: So we were – I was probably shoe on the other foot. So Mm -hmm. if you didn't play well, then, like, you wouldn't get talked to. Yeah. So, like, we were very much brought up on, like, be the best player on the field. Yeah. And then – if you played bad and the team lost, and that was like the worst thing possible. It's so like
1: Talget Dagonites if you're not first. A hundred
2: percent. Damn. hundred percent. But that's I get. Like I'm on exactly the same. I'm very grateful for that because that's driven me to my approach to yeah. sports. But it, you know, again, until I had my own understanding of myself and mm-hmm. where you know everything, that approach. Like was all that I thought was uh, was what you do mm-hmm. so when people didn't have that approach I was like well, that's you, wrong you, you don't want to win or be the best like <laughs> what the hell um, <laughs> what? but no but that was like it until like yeah. I understood myself more and like how to get the best uh, performance out of myself yeah. and the best mental performance out of myself was understanding that there is a million different approaches to everything mm-hmm. and, and there's and no one right no there's approach. no one that's perfect yeah and like it's with with anything there's no single approach that's yeah. perfect but we just all have to step back sometimes and understand that and collaborate not yeah. just be like my way
1: collaborate and listen
0: i guess my experience was being a goalie in soccer it's like i took it to heart like it was my fault that we lost because i let the goals in so it was like oh i got so I'm getting emotional now like i got so emotional like i would cry every time a goal got scored because I would just be like it's my fault like I should have done this or like I hesitated or it was always like a burden on me and I don't know I don't know if I have a, a you know happy ending to this but I think like it took a while to be like just change that mindset and then take on more of a leadership role of like okay it's actually team effort like it's not my fault like it's actually my forward's fault because they started with the ball so <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Blame. rather than blaming, but Blame like, you. <laughs> you know, I think I remember in high school, it's like when I got, um, stuck on JV that, um, <laughs> you know, these girls, like some of these girls aren't great players that maybe have played soccer for the first time. And it was like, you know, really? they let a, go- yeah, oh. <laughs> they, um, you know, a goal got in or someone like didn't get back in time and then they scored and it's like. If I get mad or if I get sad, then the rest of the team feels sad. Because yeah. I'm the one commanding the field. I'm the one telling everyone, like, where I need them and, like, leading. If I get sad or play an emotion, like, they're going to feel that. And they're yeah. going to feel like it's their fault yeah. that I'm, like, sad or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think through high school I was able to switch that of, like, you know what? All right. Back to the top. Let's go. Let's go get another one. Let's switch it.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I, I, I figured out my question. Okay, fine. great. Okay. So we're in Movember how do you call it Movember Mm -hmm. no shave November correct except your mustache using social media going forward how are you going to like can are you going to continue posting throughout the month like what's the ultimate goal at the end of the day I mean I know you mentioned like if you could help one person out um so there's that question Mm-hmm. And then I have
2: another question. Okay. So which one do we want to, to ask, Ball? I can go first on that one. Okay. That, okay, that one's one you just <laughs> I'm just doing a ten. I'll do three, ten day. Well, one more ten day update. So yeah. I, to, I did one uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and then I'll do another one on the twentieth, and then obviously a final post at the end of the month. Yeah. And obviously, the point of those is just to raise money for Movember. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully every post someone different sees so just feed it out that way uh the other thing I'm doing is I'm not big on social media but I'm making sure to like share the other guys that are doing Mm its posts and like Mm -hmm. just little things like that and engage in other people's posts around Movember because you know one person doing their bit is going to help someone else so we're just all trying to get around each other as much as we can there and then going forward from there is just you know I guess, hopefully people knowing that you're there if they need to talk to you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And then now with... Now, we're living pandemic life right now, but a year ago, Movember, was the league as, like, forthcoming about, like, what's, like, Movember, like, men's mental health?
2: Um,
1: Or do you feel like now they're, like, even more about it because now we've all lived through a shutdown?
2: No, I think this year was very it was player driven, so mm-hmm. I think last year guys that were in November look I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I was like too shy to post November last year I did it but I like I had a hissing moustache last year <laughs> but I didn't post it um <laughs> but um this year I was like well look I reached out to the league and I and pushed it along and was like well if we get behind this or so you guys get behind this and mm-hmm. they were they were all about it and the league you know as this league continues to grow is is taking more and more steps to worrying about player welfare and player yeah. mental health because it is something that just isn't touched on enough mm-hmm. so f- as a player it's awesome that the league's getting behind it mm-hmm. um, them starting to take more and more notice into player welfare and player mental health is huge for rugby going forward in America and yeah. for all of the athletes involved. I
1: mean, it's growing. For sure. It's a really cool sport. It scares the shit out of me, but it's cool. It's
0: fun. <laughs> it's fun. I know the Seawolves, uh, it's a competition between the MLR teams mm-hmm. of who can raise the most amount of money. I know the Seawolves are at $440 right now.
2: I think we've got a slim lead at the moment so it's we exciting. do? yeah I Wait, just saw. I've
1: raised 140 nice. show notes show notes I'm not growing Go a mustache lead.
2: I just saw on the post um, I think um, <laughs> Seawall's with a slim lead so
0: I'm not uh, growing a stash. well I could grow, nice <laughs> grow other toes. stuff <laughs> okay uh, but I'm running 60 miles because um, you said the male suicide it's 60 men in 60 minutes that die from suicide worldwide that's really which sad. is just one every minute that's just that's just nuts. Um, so I'm running 60 miles, which I don't run ever. Well, it's for it's um, a group of It's awesome. You know, raise awareness. And, um,
1: yeah, I've raised $140. I want to get $300. That's epic. And also another st- sad, I mean, it's a saddening fact, is that men are le- more likely to follow through, you know, before, with, with... With taking their own life. Yeah, mm-hmm. than women. Women tend to start with some sort of an attempt as, like, a call for help. yeah. Them. So... Good. I'm glad that we're raising money for that. Mm-hmm. We as and I better get on board. We yes, <laughs> as better. If you, wanna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to, yeah, You don't want to run sixty
0: miles. You can. You're a little late on running the sixty miles. You'd have to. Don't run put, put it past me. You'd have to. Run I'll bike line. it.
1: That'd be alright. Yeah. Um, Just Ten miles a day. I w- <laughs> that's a good timing.
0: I have one more question. Um, if you weren't playing rugby, what would you be doing? Ooh,
1: farmer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah. Beer delivery. Uh, I would train? be a police officer. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: In America or New yeah, Zealand? Uh, in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> what, do they, do they, what do they call police officers in New Zealand? Police
2: officers. Yeah, cops. No, oh. Nah, it's a bit different though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, how's it different?
2: Go. Well, we don't have guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, Check. A lot less people. Yeah. Nah, um, yeah, I would have less done that. Brian. I always wanted to be a police officer, I think. Um...
1: Is
2: it something you'd still pursue post-rugby? Uh, no, I think now I want to give back to rugby yeah. when I finish. So yeah. um, especially in America with getting more kids involved and providing rugby as an accessible sport for everyone, no matter what the socio-demographic is, I think is hugely important and a massive thing that we can do because, you know, uh, you look at quotes from Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who I don't know if you know, is a very famous soccer player. Mm. Um, mm. And he, came, when he came and played for LA for a year, and it cost three thousand dollars a year for his kids to play club soccer as like under 10s. It's very
1: expensive here to play.
2: And but it just shouldn't be. I know sports is is should be on equal footing for everyone. And just because someone's parents is earning way more money means that they get can pay to play for this team whereas club sport everyone should be on a equal footing mm-hmm. pay your whatever it is mm-hmm. you know i'm a still believer that apart from private coaching kids coaches shouldn't be paid it should be parents and everyone then is on the same level and if you want to if you can afford to or if you want your kid to go into programs and they're available on the side but it shouldn't be a pay to play in junior sports
1: yeah
2: up until you leave high school sports should be accessible for everyone no matter what and you know that's the point of sport is to get everyone in team environments and get people knowing each other and having fun and And staying active yeah exactly yeah Yeah, and i think that's what we tend to forget now and especially i've noticed it a lot in america and especially it is like well you're, you're playing sport to get a scholarship or to be a professional you're not playing sport for the right reason so that's all that a lot of people would seem to be concerned about and hopefully with rugby we can help get that going the other way
1: i saw a lot of that growing up and specifically in high school is that parents would be getting pissed off at the coaches and this yeah. and that because they want their kid to play because their kid needs to you know make it big and get that scholarship well guess what their kids end up getting pregnant or end up just like going to beauty school or some bullshit yeah like you literally wasted so much energy getting mad at the coaches and the coach, some of the coaches would go fall into that trap. So then you have like kids like myself warming the bench in high school, but then you go to college and you start every game. Yeah. So it's just like it's frustrating. It's, it's
2: stupid, it's isn't it?
1: Politics and it's stupid that it's in the, the the sport at a young age.
2: It is, and like if you like, if I look at my school, every single age group from under thirteens through to under eighteens mm-hmm. has ABC's and D rugby team. Jesus. So everyone's playing. Yeah. So, yes, some guys only play till under 15s or something because, you know, for example, like, I got really big then. Obviously, the small guys don't just want to be running around with the kids that grew up at 15. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, buddy. But you know what? Like, that's how it is. But if those guys did still want to play, the lower teams start then becoming more social. Mm -hmm. So then there's a huge kick out of playing social sport, which no one knows in america because there's no club sports so you know we leave high school and you don't go to college on a scott well you can but mm. your college that you get a scholarship to for rugby still plays in the club men's competition so mm. you play immediately with guys there's cults so under mm. 21s yeah so normally you play one year of that and then if you if you're good enough you move up to the senior team and then you have club sport until you don't want to play sport anymore yeah out of club sport you get picked for representative sides which are professional so everybody plays club sport so just because you weren't good in high school i know there's all blacks which is the national team Mm -hmm. that didn't play first 15 rugby at school yeah because of whatever politics in high school they got stuck behind people they left at high school at once they left school they trained really hard grew into like strong men and then they had um, amazing careers after that yeah. but we were at here at the moment is unless you get a college scholarship you're done yeah at 18 so it's like well how's that helping anyone
1: it yeah. doesn't i walked on yeah that's awesome. i walked on my college team i had tryouts they had a new coach they had tryouts me and my two other best friends in high school at the time we were like fuck it let's go try out we made it that's awesome it was scary as shit but i was like Basket, right.
2: basketball yeah that's awesome
1: yeah short stack here <laughs> so if we're if we well obviously now after people listen to this you're gonna have more fans so <laughs> where can He's people so yeah where can people find you if they want to stalk you or stalk follow me? your social media or see yeah, what your, see your nose
2: instagram. looks like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm on instagram i don't even know my handle Ew. so that doesn't what help is it? i think it's Brad, brad c tucker, tucker maybe i don't know um or or <laughs> check Handles us out is your handle yeah, yeah oh, i think it's brad c tucker i not there a dot anywhere
0: yeah Do think no it's
2: a dot? yeah brad. well all the Seawolves. you'll be able to find me on the Seawolves <laughs> page seattle yeah at seattle Seals, you'll be able to find uh my lid somewhere on there so yeah you'll be able to track us down that way but get in behind the get them behind the team and out November efforts
1: yeah everyone yeah. donate
0: donation link will be in the show notes and your bio and yeah
2: yeah bio in my bio. and my bio um, and there should be more Movema content coming out.
0: Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thanks, Brad. Uh, it was really a treat to talk about just men's
1: mental health. Um, yeah, we appreciate you opening up. That's not easy.
2: Appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: You can find us at weights, wine, wisdom, um, on Instagram or email us at weights, wine, wisdom, weights, and wisdom. com. Out. Cheers.
1: Yeah. Bye. <laughs>